boobies. You like boobies. Vicky likes boobies. You're tacky and I hate you. Now are there any damn questions? Have you any idea what the street value of this mountain is? nice fish you know big fucking eyes but a nice fucking fish for the marks in attendance and the poor is listening for free at home prepare yourselves for the greatest wrestling podcast on the interwebs nerdies presents to you wrestling with ourselves home of the internet and podcast trios champions of the world I am one-third of those champions, the Alpha of Alphas, the Lord and Master of the Universe. I am Justin, as always joined by my co-host, my hetero life mate, the god of the dad bod, the king of chaos himself. Kyle. Rounding out our trio, making us a strong threesome. He is the squishiest of the squish lords. The Van Dam of the Body Slam. The Saint of the Cynics. Vin, Stone Cold, the Silverback Gorilla, Steve Austin. And now, bend the knee. As the greatest mouth in all... (laughs) You and Kyle, bro. You and Kyle just went... In all... That happens a lot. In all of wrestling management... Probably a lot more than you realize, Justin. I I usually don't catch it, but you two are, like, under each other today. You're not on opposite ends of the screen. Who's on top? On my screen. Uh, Is there a mouth there, too, under him? Mike's on top. Okay. That's not real. It's real. I could could take a screenshot. If you didn't want to get crushed, probably maybe. Yeah. Probably safer for him. He hails from parts well-known. He is the mouth of the East. God's favorite atheist. And you go Montoya. Yeah. Prepare to die. Mike. Yeah, nice. my mouth. And the million dollar mensch. Joe. There you go, buddy. He needs a longer intro. I can work yeah. on it, but it's all just going to sound incredibly racist. No. What happened to the boy? I like the boy. The young boy? Young because boy. Because Kyle was offended that I kept calling him the young boy. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm like a young lion, at least, or something. Well, here's the thing. He's, he's older if than you. his own camera mistook him for a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> 13. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Vin, I don't say this often to you, but you make a valid point. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the thing is, I do make valid points. The problem is your recognition Here we go. Here we go. with your blinders yeah, just, on. Just take the, the compliment. Just take the compliment. Take the compliment. Well... He was extending an olive basket. Yeah, and then you yeah. just spit in my face. Some people say, quibble you're ahead, but the thing is, I'm no quitter. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're never ahead. So, oh. Except in Yu-Gi-Oh! matches when he's I getting his ass I have a head. Except for when he wins Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments. Allegedly. Because he did that. 2005. When I wasn't 2004 there. champion. It was a... Midsummer's Eve, very hot that day at the big, the big stop, backstop, backstop, backstop. Thank you. Shortstop, the piggy bank, the piggy bank. One of those things. I know there's a pig on the the emblem. Anyway, it's no here nor there. Of the five of us, one of us is champion. It's only because two of us weren't there. The rest are you guys. <laughs> Kevin Nash had some things to say about L.A. Knight the other day. That's right, wrestling. Yes. Uh, quote, Am I the only one that sees an absolute ripoff of The Rock to the point where he cut the promo on fucking Logan Paul or whatever the fuck his name is? He said, yeah, stick it. The only thing he didn't do was turn that motherfucker sideways. What? Does everybody have amnesia? There's nothing original. And this, like... This snowballed into a thing all over the fucking internet. With well, so I kind of wish that the other three guys watched more wrestling so they knew more about Alan Knight. 
Because obviously they all know about <laughs> The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, then they know pretty much everything about L.A. Knight. That's not true. He wears, Is he really a carbon copy? He wears the vest like Austin slash Dwayne did for a bit. Uh, his head looks like The Rock's head. Actually, I, I saw he did a side profile interview today. Uh, it was on the internet. I looked real hard and I realized that he looks like the adult version of Phineas from Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> same fu- same fake face. Like I know in the cartoon he's got a triangle shaped head, but he's got he's got one of those like crystal skull things going on. He looks almost okay. xenomorphic. Maybe he yep. is. I'm uh. looking at a few pictures of him. He does when you squint. It's got a bit of an Austin thing when he's up on the uh, up on the ropes peacocking. Yeah, he. He kind of just, like, mirrored the way the two of them would, like, enter the ring and pose. So, I have a I have a thing about this, kind of. Because, I mean, he, he was asked about this. Like, so, CVV mm-hmm. asked him about this, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah you uh, other guys might not know who Chris VanVleet is, but he interviews a lot of celebrities, but specifically... He interviews a lot of wrestlers, and um, he asked um, he asked L.A. Knight about the comparisons. And L.A. Knight's response was basically a very similar response to, like, the Carlos <laughs> when it came to stealing jokes. It was basically like, oh, I grew up watching and idolizing those guys. So, like, growing up, I mimicked a lot of stuff they did just in everyday life because I idolized them. And he said, like, probably most of that, probably some of the stuff I do now stuck from, like, when I was a kid trying to mimic them. You know what I mean? So, and I could, I could kind of see that argument because growing up, there's a lot of things that I know at least Justin and I say, and everybody throws out different, like it in the, between the five of us, just between like Hogan, the ultimate warrior and macho man, like there's enough shit that we say on a <clears throat> semi-regular basis that came just from those three guys. Sure. But yeah. like, yeah. you're, you're, you're not, not creating a character. You're not basing your persona on yeah. those things. I carry around little creamers in my pocket just in case someone asks me how well I plan on performing in certain things. And I take it in my pocket and I let them know, cream marks to the top. I throw it away and I let them know I'm that cream. So I understand. You toss the creamer like you need to have that many on you. That like you you go through the whole bit where you don't just put back in your pocket, you, like you pull multiples yeah, you just, out. You, you, you gotta discard it for the next one. You don't want sour milk in your pocket. That's good. You know, it's funny that you do that with the cream because I always used to keep a toothpick in my pocket. Now anybody that really picks me off, I just flick it at, right in their face. It's true. That's that's good. And treat yeah. them like the bad guy. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'll say I this. I will spit out my gum if I'm chewing it and then try and swat it away. Yeah. Mr. Perfect? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Mr. Perfect. Yeah, that was good. But whatchamacallit, I feel like um, that's kind of the game with wrestling, though. Like, gimmicks that work. Because I was talking to my dad about Ric Flair many moons ago, and he's like, he wasn't the first guy to say woo. He wasn't even the first nature boy. He wasn't um, the first kind of woo. Where the yeah. oh, so like, I don't, does Kevin Nash have a gripe, or is he just stating the obvious? I think it's the fact that no one's really called him out on the shit yet. It's a like if you've seen it, it's pretty blatant. Yeah, does like, he do the strutting back and forth during his promos? A little bit. Oh, does he stop and take it in and do the head roll? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I thought Randy Orton did that. I thought Randy Orton had a little bit of the rock in on the, the stuff that he did. I mean, Orton, Orton, a lot of his shit comes from his father. Which, yeah. Of course. But that's understandable. That's his dad. That's their legacy, right? Yeah. Well, I'm not, look, I, I don't, I'm not 
so much one way or the other on this thing. But it, it's kind of obvious. Like, you Which, look at it and you're like, wow, yeah. Yeah. For me, I saw it more as Stone Cold. But a lot of people pointed out the fact that he his voice sounds like The Rock. But his cadence of speaking is, I think, a lot more like Stone Cold. It, it really is like the blending of the two characters. Yeah. But, so... I mean, to pull back the curtain a little bit, Justin and I touched on this topic a little bit over the weekend when the the statement came out. Uh, not over the weekend, just earlier, I guess because today is Wednesday, so. Yeah, um, but whatever. And I told you, and I'll tell the guys the same thing, um, my bigger problem with him is is not even that he's taking stuff from other wrestlers in the past. My bigger problem with him is that his current gimmick is not a gimmick that's new to the L.A. Knight character. Yeah. Like, like his cadence of speech, his tone of speech, his mannerisms, and even his go-home lines are... I mean, I don't know about the yeah that he throws at the end of everything. Because uh, it's just like, what? Yeah, but... But, uh... Pretty much every other thing that he says, like, uh, that's not an insult, that's just a fact of life. Or, um, what's the other one that he says a lot? And that's the bottom line. No, uh, no, but he has, uh, but those, those things that he did, he did those things in impact as Eli Drake <laughs> under a different name. And then I think he, he was also Eli Drake in NXT, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Doing the same thing before he became Max Dupree. Well, he was Eli Drake was, doing the same stuff that he did in so, Impact. No, he was LA Knight when he debuted in NXT. It's it's, I, it's the Eli Drake character. They just did the name change because you know Vince doesn't like people coming in with their own names unless like you're AJ Styles. So, so he was Eli Drake in Impact with the same personality. Came back, came over as L Knight in NXT with the same personality. Changed to Max Dupree, which is a completely different character that sucked. And then he went back to what worked for him as L Knight. Yes. Yeah, I still have a bigger problem with that. Also, L A Knight is one of the worst fucking wrestling names in the history of wrestling. It does make me want to Okay. Is it? Let's, 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 for real quick. So we have The Rock. Yes. Right? Which is an iconic name now, but when you think about when he was first starting off, The Rock. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You have Roman Reigns. Yes. You have Braun Breaker. Uh, that's another dumb one. I'll... So, Ro- so Roman Reigns, Braun Breaker, and Rick Boogs are all still on the roster. I... Love Boogs, but I'm mad that they changed it and shortened it from what he was in NXT because it was Boogenhagen. And really, yes, and fuck you because that might be the best name in all of wrestling history. Is that his real name? Yes, Rick Boogenhagen. I can understand why Vince did his Vince thing. Oh, we can't let him have his own name be up there and become big ever, ever, ever. So let's create a character off of it that I can own. Vince owns Boogs, yes. What do you mean, like Michael Sean Hickenbottom? Exactly. <coughs> but yeah, LA Knight's not even from LA. Thank you. It's and it's it's, it's L period A period Knight. K N I G H T. I think he's from. Uh, he's from Maryland. Uh, I was gonna say Ohio. Well, he it says after high school he moved to Cincinnati. Yeah, there you go. But he's from <laughs> Maryland. I remember hearing a thing that he used to room with John Moxley, which is just wild. That makes sense, though. I'm so, reading his his ring names. Duke, <laughs> Dick Rick, Dick Rick Lakis, El Hijo de Trump, Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, Max Dupree, Sean Ricker, and Sleet Randall. I like Sleet Randall. Sean Ricker's his actual name, isn't it? Yeah, those are the names he's he's wrestled under. And it's amazingly the douchiest one of all. El Hijo de Trump? Okay, no. that one does win. 
I no, El Ijo de Trump is still better than fucking L.A. Knight. I I can't. You don't like City of Angels Knight? That's not his name. What does L.A. stand for? Is it like a CM Punk thing? It's capital L period, capital A period. So you don't know. It's I don't think it's Los Angeles Knight. Well, as far as WWE is concerned, it's just the letters L and A. Yeah. So it could be La Knight. It's like Big E. Oh, I just thought of the other line that he he kept you saying. <coughs> oh, let me talk to you. Yeah. I was listening to a minute and 15 let seconds. Let me tell you something, talking. brother. Yeah, I listened to a minute and 15 seconds of him, and you're right. It is a perfect amalgam between the two of them. Yep. He kind of has also a little <laughs> Van Damme look to him in that one picture. Nice. <laughs> so he's a sexy man. Yeah. Great hips, nice pecs. He, he looks like an amalgam of Van Damme and Chuck Norris. A little bit. I still think he All looks American. like... I'm still, a fan. I still think he's grown-up Phineas. Um, we, uh, we didn't go over what the show was going to be, but I'm assuming you're finishing with Forbidden Door, right? Uh, well, technically Money in the Bank, because it was the closest one. Forbidden Door was okay. a week ago. But the only other thing I have besides those results is the current amount of tickets that have been sold for All In at Wembley Stadium in London. They have currently sold 74,888 tickets. And they've announced no matches for this fucking thing yet. The current setup the current setup is 87,825 and the max capacity is 94,000. So, I think one thing that we know is going to happen just for the fact that they can make money off it. CM Punk's definitely going to wrestle. Right? Like, everybody knows that. Um, And then, you got to assume, just based on what their workload normally is, you're going to get Orange Cassidy in a match. And you're going to get Chris Jericho in a match. Right? Like, those three guys, you're like 99% sure you're going to see at least those three guys wrestle. And then you're probably going to get to see Moxley, too. It'll be Jericho versus Sting. One on one. Jericho versus Sting would be amazing. Uh, Ultimately, Kingston. Versus Moxley. It depends what happens with him in the G1. Yeah. What, who with the G1? Eddie. Oh. Also, he just won the Never Open Weight Championship over the weekend. Oh, yeah. But, um, They're not going to put Mox on that show unless he's doing double duty because, like, I don't know, two fucking weeks later is all out. Yeah. Well, the other guy that I don't know if you saw this interview, but the the was it the post forbidden door interview or if it was just another interview after it? But Osprey? Uh, Will, Will Osprey wants wants in on that show because it's at fucking Wembley. That match will happen. It'll be him and Omega, the third match. Yeah. And you should absolutely have Tony Storm versus. Uh, Hater, because they're both big names over in England, because that's where they came from. Yeah. That would make sense. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of card they put together for that, and then manage to put together their other pay-per-view. I mean, Punk will absolutely wrestle. It's whether or not it'll be a singles match or a multi-person match. And what will be the match he wrestles on the pay-per-view the following weekend. Right. Two weeks later. But good for them. And fuck everybody who said that they weren't going to sell a lot of tickets. And they did out the gate. And now they're close to selling. What was like the gag? They weren't going to sell 30,000? Yeah. That's what all the the big people were saying. They're not going to sell more than 30,000. Just a reminder. It's close to 75000 as of yesterday. Very right. close to selling out that fucking arena. 
Or stadium. Which is what, 90? 94. 94 is max capacity. I don't know if that's... I don't know if 94,000 is achievable with a ring and all the, the setup. Yeah. So even at 87,000 is the current max. Um, the entire upper deck is now open and full because they've sold that many tickets. It's good. Good for them. Good for wrestling. Yeah. All right. Results time. As Kyle mentioned. Uh, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door 2 happened two weeks ago. And the night started like this. The Mogul Embassy versus... Uh, Chaos. Shane Strickland, Khan, Leona, and Brian Cage took on Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, Rocky Romero, and Desperado in a big eight-man tag match to get the action going. The Mogul Embassy scored the win when Swerve hit a double stomp on Romero. Solid opening match for the pre-show. Next up yeah. was Billy Starks versus Athena. Uh, it was a uh, women's Owen Hart Cup tournament match. Uh, Athena took the win. Another, another solid opener. I heard that was like one of the worst matches of the whole night, though. Uh, it was a good match, but probably. Yeah, like it, like it was not good enough to be on the main card, is what I heard. Yeah, that's fair, considering. Everything that happened on the main card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up was Stu Grayson versus El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo picking up the win. The win. This was kind of on par with that last match. Nothing, like, shockingly good. But I don't think anything yeah. too terrible. I think probably of all the matches that were announced ahead of time, my probably my the one that was least interesting to me just because Sue's been off TV for so long. Yeah. In the final pre-show match, it was the United Empire versus Los Ingobernables de Chavon. Kyle Fletcher versus... Uh, Kyle Fletcher, TJP, and Jeff Cobb represented the United Empire against LIJ's Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, and Shingo Tagaki in the final pre-show match. The LIJ defeated the United Empire. So that's cool. The main show started <coughs> with MJF versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. MJF went to Tony Khan and requested that his match against Tanahashi go on first so he could get out of Toronto as fast as possible so the AEW world title bout kicked off the main show. You know, I usually don't agree with the concept of starting a show with the belt, but when it's written like that, that's pretty beautiful. Yeah, uh, it was solid. It was a solid match for what it what it was. And true to his word, uh, shortly after this match, MJF posted a video of him walking through the airport on Twitter. And he's like, "I'm out of here, fuck Canada." Did you see the thing where he? I don't. I don't remember if you shared it or if I just saw it on Twitter, where he pre he like where he preset a tweet for the fact that he won the match. Yes, I sh I shared it to you. He's, he's the, he's incredible. He's the best. Plus, I don't know if we're going to get into this, but everything that's going on now, him and Adam Cole, just like, dude, everything this guy touches is wonderful. Well, let's segue real quick. Uh, yeah. So, Adam Cole, the, so they're doing one of the, like, uh, blind tag team tournament things where, like, they're just mix-matching people to be partners. And it just so happens, fresh off of their match and Adam Cole wanting a, a rematch because they went to the time limit for the world title, the, they matched MJF with Adam Cole. And the shit that they've been doing is incredible. Not just on the show, because, you know, uh, MJF, had <laughs> MJF had their own t-shirt made already on Pro Wrestling Tees. What the fuck is the name of their team? 
Bay. I think it's better than you, Bebe. And it's on the shirt. And then he keeps calling him, like, Bro Chacho and shit. Adam Cole streams his video game playing and stuff, you know, like many I, many people do. And so, MJF has been calling in and emailing him during it, asking questions and shit. So, uh, there's two <laughs> things that I love about this. One, it, it it's like shades of when um, uh, Reynolds and Silver were trying to recruit Adam Cole into the Dark Order on, on being the elite. Yeah. But... It also very much makes me think of like how Justin would be when he's pretending to want to be somebody's friend. Like, hey, buddy, uh, you want to go hang out? I really respect the fact that you pretended to be <laughs> sick, but you didn't have to show up to work. Uh, I wish I could have done the same thing. Let's go. Uh, let's go cruise around. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff good stuff but um but yeah so mjf pre-setting the tweet and then tweeting himself fucking leaving canada was fucking top notch yeah yeah um yeah uh so how much time since since we have like a little bit of a low right now how much time realistically do you think tanahashi has left As what? As a, uh, well, because he still works pretty frequently. Yeah, but I mean, like, he, he's, always a, a, he's always he's always a regular be, worker. Not long, right? So I feel like this is kind of like, because obviously MJF being MJF, like whatever the fuck he's gonna say with the cameras on, right? Obviously, you know this is a match that is a dream match for him. Sure. So, right, as it was for Moxley and every other fucking person who's wrestled Tanahashi in the last three years. Yeah. So, but, like, he, he may ne- never have gotten this chance again if he didn't get it on this show. <coughs> Probably not. Right. And uh, there's plenty of other people that, you know, he probably also has dream matches with that are definitely younger and realistically he has more chances to wrestle in the future. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't see. I mean, Tanahashi's gonna probably continue to wrestle for as long as he can. But yeah, full time wise, that's yeah. not gonna be. Like, I'd be very surprised if at Forbidden Door three, probably next year, if MJF isn't wrestling Okada. Sure. Just because he's talked so much shit in the past about uh, New Japan and the fact that like. Is Okada even still the champion when Okada was the champion? Like, all this other stuff. It, yeah. There's, they're building up a lot of history for that match in the future. Next up was a men's Owen Hart Cup tournament match. <clears throat> CM Punk battles Satoshi Kojima. Uh, Punk got booed. Which was going to happen. Uh, Punk won. Yeah, I heard this match was good. It was good. But uh, obviously was... not the match most people wanted at a Forbidden Door. Uh, um, oh, that's because Kenta pulled out at the last the last minute. It was supposed to be Kenta? Yes, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be Punk versus Kenta in the, the Owen Hart match. I don't know if I believe that. No, it was confirmed. Uh, and then Kenta pulled last minute. He's like, no. That sucks. Um, next was Orange Cassidy versus Daniel Garcia versus Katsuyura Shibata versus Zack Sabre Jr. in yes, good. It was oh. If there was a match to to stroke it to, Orange Cassidy pulling off the win here. Uh, then next up was Sonata versus Jack Perry. Sonata beat Perry. Uh, and then Hook would come out. And then I think that's when he, yeah, he closed line Hook. Yeah. 
and the crowd was like, my God. Yeah. Um, I, I think he needed, he is, I, I think he might be the closest thing to what Roman Reigns or like, uh, Rocky Maivia were, where like they were trying to push him so hard as a face. Yeah. And it just like, he needed to turn heel in order to be likable. I mean, marketable, I think, is the word. If he's if he's heel, we don't want him to be likable. Uh, I guess. He's still going to be more likable as heel. Sure. Next up was Team Elite versus Team BCC. Uh, the Elite featuring Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii. Versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Shota Umino, and Kanosuke Takeshita. Yes, this was a good match. Yes, it was violent. Um, I don't... I wish they... I, I guess they, did, they didn't really have another way to market it, but it annoys me that they marketed this match the way they did when three of the people in it aren't part of either stable. Well, how they worked it out, though... We knew Daniel Bryan was headlining this fucking show. So right. he, he was not going to be available. Right. Uh, we know that Shota Umino it was Moxley's young boy. And we know that Takeshita turned on the Elite. So it, that their story makes sense. Them pulling Eddie Kingston out of nowhere to try to, like join the elite because we know Kenny was also going to be in a very important high profile match uh, that was a little grasping for straws for me and then just Kingston being like it's Ishii is our other partner because we need a new Japan guy and he's not busy <coughs> so it makes sense because Kingston had a great match with him previously sure but, but they're their combo with the the elite doesn't, you know. Right. Yes, man. So um, I asked my buddy about LA Knight. <laughs> he posted a clip and I listened to it, and he just sounds like the PG version of Stone Cold when, at the end. It's when he says "Yeah," at, when he's talking, not really. But at the end, he just goes "Yeah." I'm like. Okay. okay, I see what you're doing. He looks like PC Principal. He does look like PC Principal. <laughs> and he just says, he just minuses oh hell and just says yeah. yeah. And I, I can see what you mean with The Rock too. Um, he's trying. I guess they don't have much going on. Uh, Good luck, kids. My buddy said also he's second to the Miz with the mic. Yeah, like he is good on the mic. I will give him that. Yeah. What's his finisher? The people's knee? What is his finisher? I don't want to tell you because it's like. No, you got to say it. Is it well, the Stone Cold? Rock bottom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it still is his finisher, but it used to be basically. Uh, it used to be like an an RKO, but but he falls. He falls. He fell forward like face first. The guy instead of falling on his back, he fall forward so face first. A reverse. Guy. A reverse stunner. Like a bulldog. Kind of like a bulldog DDT. Like if you held the guy's head as if it was like a stunner or a, or a, an RKO, but instead of falling either on your ass or like flat back, you fall on your stomach when you deliver the move. So like, uh, a, I don't know like an inverted suplex? Yeah, but the guy doesn't flip over you. He just falls with him and they both fall in the same direction on their stomachs. That looks more painful for the person giving the move. Yeah. Hope he stopped that. Yeah. Maybe the people's knee. Yeah. The public. The public's knee. 
Vinny asked his wrestling friend about LA Knight and he sent him a clip and Vin's like, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Next up, Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. Well, Tony Storm wins. Very good match. I enjoy Willow Nightingale a lot. Willow Knight, is she uh, related to L.A. Knight? Night, uh, Nightingale. Nightingale. Yes. L.A. Nightingale. So she's a hyphenate. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one word. Right. She married into the Ingale family. Ingales. Right. So, yeah. Uh, after that was uh, potentially what can go down as one of the top five greatest matches of all time. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay 2. <sighs> Shit. Is that the title of it? That's the name of the match? Ooh, Shit. Uh, incredible. Dangerous. There's a spotter for in this match that could have probably been, you know, eliminated for safety's sake, but, uh, goddamn. Will Ospreay won the match and the NJPW US Championship back. Uh, this match and the Daniel Bryan match are, like, two matches I, I tell everybody to, like, go seek out and watch now that it's been, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. I'm sure it's free on the interweb somewhere. Uh, even if you don't want to watch the whole match, if you can just find the clip of the Tiger Driver, yeah, that could have ended Kenny Omega's life. Yeah, not career. Life. Yeah, life. Life. That's sloppy, huh? It looked that brutal. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it was a slip up, right? It, I think it no. was meant to be that That's, brutal looking. Yeah. Next but, up. Uh, up to this point, that's the only <laughs> match that, where the title has changed hands, right? Yeah. Okay. Next up was Sting, Darby Allin, and Tetsuya Naito versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Uh, the crowd, of course, sang both Judas and Kaze Ninare because it's the crowd. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen, and Naito would go on to win. Good, good match. Brian Danielson versus Okada was the final match of the night, and it was everything you wanted it to be. And for a crowd that had been sitting there for a few hours, they came unglued when Danielson came out first to his old Ring of Honor music, the the final countdown by Europe. I sent the clip to the group of the crowd fucking losing their shit. I watched it. It was definitely. I loved it. Oh, that was a one-time deal for that music, too, because I don't know, if, Kyle, if you heard how much that cost Tony for the one play, for the one night. No. $100,000. Who? Huh? Damn. The band? Yeah. The record label? Yeah, the record. The band gets so quick. What if Danielson was previously using it in ROH? How did they get away with that? Ah, see, funny. Uh, <clears throat> ROH never had an actual TV deal until until post Brian Danielson. There you go, big difference maker. Sure is. So that needle drop was worth it, though. Hell of a match. Uh, about ten minutes into the match. Brian Danielson broke his arm, but continued the match. Legit broke it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bree posted the picture of the x-ray. It's a, it's a fucking clean fracture. Like, psh. And, uh, you know, Brian Danielson's a fucking beast. I mean, I, I'd like <laughs> to think, given the circumstances of that match... We all would have finished it if we were him. Because 
he won, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so being booked to win against another guy who's billed as arguably the best wrestler of his generation. Like, I think globally, there's maybe <laughs> only three or four other people <laughs> that in the same stratosphere in this generation of wrestlers as Okada and, and uh, Danielson. So, like, the ability to have that match televised the first time and be booked to win it, like, I don't, I don't know what you would have had to do to him it, to make him not finish that match. It was the equivalent, the modern day equivalent of what would have happened if they've got Austin and Goldberg in the ring at the same time, at, at the peak of their. Popularity. That is like, uh, I understand what you're saying, but because you included Goldberg in it. Such a terrible comparison. I don't mean clearly athletically. I mean yes. like height of popularity. That that's what it's on par with. Yeah. Uh, or or Sting Undertaker at the height of their fucking powers. That yes. If that's better, I mean, none of the styles match up. <coughs> Brian Danielson's argued with. Arguably the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Jericho is a very close second. But Justin being Justin would still draft Ric Flair over both of those guys. Hey, listen. Sometimes, Sometimes you want to make sure you got a strong fucking heel. And if I can't get MJF, I go to his grandfather, Ric Flair. You want a strong fucking heel, but you're not taking Danielson or Jericho. Dominic Guerrero. Or, or both or Anyway, Money in the Bank. Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus LA Knight versus Santos Escobar versus Butch versus Damian Priest versus Logan Paul. I actually haven't seen these results, so this is going to be interesting. Damian Priest won the Money in the Bank. Good. Very. Would have rioted if it went the other way. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defended their titles versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, uh, the match was fine, but the turn didn't really make sense. And the title, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, Baszler eventually had Morgan in the Kirafuda clutch, but Morgan escaped. Rousey tagged in after, but Baszler turned on Rousey, striking her from behind before putting her in the clutch and walking off, leaving Rousey to be finished off after Morgan hit her with oblivion. (coughs) Um, Ronda Rousey is on the tail end of her deal. She's leaving the company shortly, and she wanted to go out up against her best friend in Shayna Baszler, so that's the program they're going to work into SummerSlam, and then that's the end for Ronda. They're saying she might go back to MMA. I mean, she took her ball and went home long enough. I'm sure she'll be all right. Well, like, the division's kind of depleted. There's no names there, and they're thinking she'd have a relatively easy path to victory sure. if she so chooses, but... Why would you ever go back to that? It's a better schedule for her, I guess. I don't know. The Intercontinental Championship was on the line as Gunther defended his title against Matt Riddle. Uh, A returning Drew McIntyre would drop Gunther with a Glasgow kiss after being shoved, then put Gunther down with a Claymore. McIntyre is back, but still no new contract. So... We'll see how that plays out. We had Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. Cody Rhodes defeated Dominic Mysterio because, of course, he should. Good match there. John Cena made a surprise appearance because John Cena can. Is that a make a wish? 
good old man named Vince uh, it, it felt it felt, it felt like a make a wish because they were ta- the money in the bank winners took pictures with John Cena No, oh, what's your name? Damien Priest? Oh, and what's yours? I can't tell you. We didn't get to that match yet. By the way, I also YouTubed LA Knight's finisher. Mm-hmm. To be blunt, it's dumb. <laughs> is it what I described or is it something different? Yeah, no, it's pretty much a DDT from here, from the stunner position. So he just, like, slams their head into the mat. And it's like... It's dumb. Oh, and I just watched the highlights of the Hidden Door Osprey Omega match. Uh, did he drop him on his fucking head? Yeah. He dropped him on his fucking head. Yeah, but not, in, like, I, that's that's how that move goes. But, like, let him go and drop him on his head. I've seen a lot of people do moves where it looks like people's craniums bounce off the mat. But, no, he fucking, his head hit first. I don't know how he didn't die there. Yeah. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Zelina Vega versus Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark versus Bailey versus Io Sky versus Trish Stratus. Uh, the match would end with Bailey and Becky Lynch being handcuffed together in the bottom rung. And Io Sky then climbing the ladder, going over Bailey's back to win the match. So EO Sky is your women's money in the bank winner. I'm pretty happy with those two winners. Me too. Your women's money in the bank winner. Then the World Heavyweight Championship was on the line. The new title. The new world title, not Roman's title. Uh, Seth Rollins defended versus Finn Balor. And Seth won. Then Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa took on the Usos. In the Bloodline Civil War. Uh, and it would be the Usos that were victorious, even getting the pin on Roman. Which one's Captain America's side and which one's Iron Man? Uh, Roman is Iron Man. Are we going by traditional comic book or are we going by the movie? Uh, well, they're both pretty close. As far as arrogance goes, which would you pick? Okay, so Roman's Tony. Okay. And I think Jay's a pretty good Captain America. Jay's a good Cap, yeah. Anyway. And that, um, and that was Money in the Bank. <laughs> based on the results, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think Judgment Day is potentially nearing its end? No. I just think that... Uh, they're going to swap out J.D. McDonough for Damian Priest. Really? Yes. Okay. So you think, is, I'm, my assumption is that Damian Priest is going to win. It's, it's a complete waste if he does, if this doesn't happen, but he's going to beat Seth Rollins, right? Priest? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I would think he has to. Well, this is a company where we've said things like this, and they don't happen. Well, I I would say, like, you know, but it's not going to be Roman. It's not going to be Roman. That's the thing, though. He could. He's not. They're not going to let. What? It wouldn't make any sense for him to be the one to beat Roman. One of the Usos gets a single shot against Roman. They take him to the limit. Roman's about to win. A la Seth Rollins. At WrestleMania. Out comes Damian Priest. Hits Roman. Easily takes out Jay. And then, 1-2-3, wins the title. The shit writes itself. You're welcome. That's a wrestling show. All right. Well, then, as always, if you like what you hear, you can like us on Facebook.com slash nerdities. 
or else on Twitter at Nerdities. Email us at nerdities.gmail.com and check out nerdities.com. Uh, while you're there, amuse yourselves. Buy t-shirts. There's a new shop coming. You'll get your fucking hoodies. And if you don't buy them, I will come to every one of your fucking houses and proceed to take a hoodie and shove it down your throat and pull it out of your ass and use it like dental floss through your intestines. Yeah. Yeah. You go to every listener's house that doesn't buy a hoodie? Yeah. Because they all complained about it. That's expensive. It's like a dozen listeners, Justin. How could you ever do that? Uh, that that counts certain individuals who are like the producer of this show. I will be getting a, a hoodie, totally. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> I'm definitely getting a hoodie. Is this your new character, Vinny Ornery guy? Yeah. <laughs> Ornery, I'll believe it when I see it, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? I like it. I'm an LA night guy. See, that's <laughs> that's what the crowd says. They're like, you know what? He's not even yeah. he's not trying to try, so I'm gonna try for him. And then we all love him. That's no, what happens. That's not what the crowd says. The crowd says L A Yeah. If you want something sweet at least sweeter than most of us. Go to sinfulcreationsbyjustin.com. Order some treats. Indulge yourself. A good chunk of you got to have some uh, some of the new items, right? You guys had the s'mores cookies. Yeah. They're fucking good, right? Damn skipping. Yeah. I mean, yeah. s'more cookie together. Yeah. How you not? It's fucking delightful. Uh. Can't stop the rope drop dot spreadshop.com. Get fun Disney related t shirts. Uh, not the Bart Simpson Harry Potter mashup because Universal's a prick. Universal is twats. I say it every time. Otherwise, yeah, whatever. Follow us on uh, YouTube. Subscribe to us. Hit the bell to get notified when we're dropping new videos. New ones are coming. Uh, follow us on Spotify, our new home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the crowd, you know what they're saying? Nostalgia. <laughs> I remember the rock. You remember the rock? I remember. Oh, I remember the rock. These early 2000s. I remember Jake the Snake. Oh, I remember Jake the Snake. <laughs> remember Hulk Hogan? No, no, don't remember. I that. remember <laughs> Ultimate Warrior. Oh. Monday Night Wars, Monday Night Wars, or something to live for. Monday Night Wars. All right. On that note, uh, fuck bye. Bye bye. And why should I care? Mm, dry.